a lot of teams vying for playoff spots. USC very much in the thick of it. Um, yep. Clemson back in the thick of it. Uh, back. Which which is back much from the dead. To the chagrin. You know, a good. I think it was very helpful for all these teams we're talking about right now that Tennessee lost. Oh, we didn't even um, mention uh, Georgia Tech upset the North Carolina Tar Heels this week. Oh yeah, right. So nor- that helps out everybody too. That North Carolina's up out of there. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Rap Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and sometimes lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelrap.com. You can send us emails to wheelroutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at wheelroutpodcast. Um, the DMs, as always, are open. Um, and then the show is available via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast Center, and Stitcher. My name is Logan Whitehouse, coming to you guys. Um, from Stewart, Florida. I'm on Twitter also at Logo on the Dawn. If you want to see occasional retweets and commentary on, uh, you know, things, I'm out there. Um, rainy, super rainy here in Stewart still. The rains have come and they don't appear. It's going to be a juicy Thanksgiving week. So um, the, the entire peninsula down here is is receiving a lot of rain this week. So we'll keep an eye on that tea time on Friday. But uh, that's the goal right now. We're working towards that. How's it going? How's it going, man? It's it's going well. My name is Jordan Shank. I am still reporting live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, but we are leaving. Spending more time in Las Vegas than any man should. We are leaving Las Vegas tomorrow afternoon, evening, allegedly. Um, okay. But if the tables get hot again, I reserve I reserve <laughs> the right to change some travel plans. Um, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan, and thrilled to be squarely in basketball season at this point. I, I can see the board and its value opportunities so much clearer these days, allegedly. That's good. So. Not that we don't have any, you know, personal near and dear reasons to our heart to be excited about basketball season. No, but no completely those are, unrelated. Those are certainly, those are certainly helping interests. out. Uh, notably absent tonight is sweet, sweet, the real thin Jason Crick. He's not here. He is um, allegedly out to dinner with some people. Um, these are the details that we get from top secret CIA agent Jason that we do this podcast with. Um, we hope all is well, but you can find him on Twitter at Jason Kreck, K-R-E-C-H, uh, if you want to see what he's up to. Uh, Jordan, still in Vegas. What are we drinking tonight? I'm, I'm finishing off my, my little bottle of bullet bourbon uh, nice. tonight. Um <laughs> And but mostly, I don't have the full gallon jug tonight. But I got a big, uh, big water bottle to big to keep hydrated. An unnamed uh, brand of water from the uh, an unnamed the elite Pacific. water bottle. Yes, <laughs> elite water bottle from the South Pacific. Some some would say it's stackable. Um, Jordan, I'm working on a little a little red zin tonight. Here. I saw that. Yeah. So lovely. Did, you know, it's cozy did we boys. buy did we buy the red zin to pair with anything, or was it just a, a good? Good bottle to have around no i think the intern was interested in some vino and okay. uh i'm here to support that you know yeah i uh i got to have two nice steakhouse meals this week um so okay. dove into the reds a little bit um had 
had some new to me whiskeys for dessert. So, um, yeah, we're we're gonna anything of anything of note whiskey wise. Uh, so uh, last Wednesday, I had a pour of the Weller Twelve Year, um, which I Excellent. I thought was very good. And then last night, uh, I had the Whistle Pig Twelve Year Rye, uh, which Ooh. I really liked. So nice. I, I overpaid for both of them, but you know, you will, you'll love once, you. you know, so we were in Charleston doing the math on, we went to a nice whiskey bar, similar situation, high dollar pours one evening. And, um, we did the math. They're making good money on a bottle uh, on a bottle of bourbon. In there. Yeah. I gotta, I'll, gotta uh, hand it to them. I'll send you the whiskey list from what I had on Wednesday and you, you will yeah. guffaw at the Van Winkle prices. That they had. <laughs> sure right ridiculous <coughs> excuse me um all right cool so vegas you know happy to see you still up and kicking um i guess we're not in the red we're moving forward we're in the black yeah we're in things. the red a little bit but within budget okay so the gotcha. uh yeah we've we've kept it responsible uh we're not, we're not problem gambling we're not uh chasing um but we are aggressively pursuing the Pi Gal Poker progressive jackpot uh, that has reached nearly $4.9 million. Um, it, is, it has caused quite a scene at some of the, the hotels around here. So Interesting. Um, yeah. Very fun. Um, before we move into football, uh, you took in a little bit of CBB this week. Yeah. Yeah, I got to, uh, got to attend. One, you know, pretty much the main reason for coming out here was to attend the Continental Main Tire, Continental Tire Main Event uh, Tournament at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, one of America's one, legendary sporting sport, sports events, really. Yeah, and it honestly is de- a delightful uh, arena to take in a sporting event. Uh, they have pretty much all the big UFC fights in Vegas out at the okay. same uh, spot. But uh, I was telling my buddy, like, I think... They have perhaps the best designed urinals I have ever seen. Um, hmm. Very, they're from Kohler brand, but they're a very like deep angled cone shape of a bowl. So hmm. there's almost no chance of splashback, um, yeah. which I think is really important. There's uh, no perpendicular. It's impossible to have no a right perpendicular. Angles. Yes, yeah. right, right. And that's what you look to avoid in, right. in bowl design. So shout out to that engineer. Who, who designed an elegant uh, ramp for the splashback to take further down. Right. And shout out to the Who's for yeah. bringing, home the, bringing home the championship. Two impressive performances. Very impressive. Uh, A real avalanche in the, in the second half of the, uh, the Baylor game. Yeah, shot say. the lights out second half of the Baylor game. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to see. Like They look like a real legit good squad. And it yeah. is it is time to get cautiously excited. I think, or we'll monitor the situation. But uh, yeah. I like what I'm seeing from Tony's boys. And absolutely, last night uh, exiting <clears throat> the arena after, so the championship game happened. UVA won that. We stuck around, watched the Baylor UCLA game, um, and then left once the over cashed. Uh, as we were exiting the stadium, walking back to the strip. We were walking past kind of an outdoor restaurant area and like I saw the back of a head with really gray hair and I was like, maybe, maybe 
and I turned around and it was Tony Bennett and his wife just standing there talking to a couple people. But uh, shout out to uh, us for not being selfish. We just let them yes. continue their conversation. Didn't interrupt for a picture. So not to brag, but we're, you know, I like like to pat myself on the back a little bit. You're but, on it. You're always seeing the legendary coaches when you're out yeah. in Vegas. You know, yeah. if it's not Les Miles, it's Tony Bennett. You yeah. Know? I've, I've often two of the this. best. <laughs> two, two of the best to ever do it. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, that's awesome. Um, good vibes for UVA. They needed some good vibes around yeah. uh, the UVA community this weekend. Um, moving tribute to the the fallen players on game day. I don't know if you took that in. Yeah, it, it got a little. It got pretty dusty in the mm-hmm. uh, in the living room, but um, good stuff and a lot of really cool. Shout out to all the schools and NFL teams and sports. Uh, you know, s- sports are cool when um, people can kind of come together and, and honor. Uh, members of the community so it's pretty it was neat it was neat to see obviously still very sad for uva but um yeah we did strong we did get some, vibes. some good news that uh mike hollands has been discharged from yeah. the hospital after his successful surgeries and he is i heard you showed up at the weight room and everybody was excited it's awesome yeah so good for him keep keep praying for him and and all those guys in that program especially absolutely um, no word. I, I, I've heard a little bit of scuttlebutt that potentially the Virginia Tech game, since there's no bowl game on the horizon for either of these programs. It has been canceled. It's been canceled? Yes. Okay, so not moved. Correct. It has okay. been canceled. Right. Is that basically. breaking news as of fairly recently? As of 10, 15 minutes ago, I think. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, damn. Okay, well, we'll miss that one this year, but probably a healthy thing for all involved to yeah. move on. Uh, all right, Jordan. Well, we'll move clumsily as we always do into football. Uh, did you get a chance to take in some football? Were you were you in the sports book burning heaters? Yeah. So Saturday, let me try and piece together my Saturday. Oh, Saturday, <laughs> I I had an or, early morning, early ish morning tea time. Uh, I fit in one more round of golf out here, so I I teed off eight thirty. Sorry, 8.20 Vegas time, which would have been right before the noon games on the East Coast. Um, got paired with my guys, Bill and Frank, who were an absolute treat uh, to play with. I hope every golfer gets gets to play with their version of a Bill and Frank someday because it was absolutely delightful. But um, was monitoring some games at that point, uh, came back and, and got to watch... Uh, a good amount, I would say, between sports books, uh, table adjacent TVs, things of that nature. So, right, excellent. Yeah, I actually played golf myself. Uh, we had one fifteen tee time on Saturday. Listened to the Florida Vandy game, which mm. was rough yes. in the cart. Um, shout out to the Varsity Network app as always for just making that a delight. And then we had the whip around coverage going. Um, Jason was keeping us posted on the TCU game as he is the world's, you know, number 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 two in his heart behind um, his Texas Longhorns, um, right. but still ahead of the Dukes or his his Horn Frogs. So uh, that was pretty cool. I circled back around on that, but uh, Jordan, the golf game is is not where we'd like it to be right now. We're we're going through some things, so but we're gonna keep monitoring that situation, keep grinding. You know, right. you're never gonna see a podcaster work harder. Then I'm harder into the next. net in his backyard. <laughs> and maybe that's what I need to be doing more of. You know, it would appear that that could help. But um, 
it's all right. It's all right. It was a beautiful day. It was so nice on yeah. Saturday here. Um, like 74, breezy, mm. lovely. Little maybe a little too breezy for my high slice, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Conditions typically don't <laughs> don't help that out. So when you move the ball as much left to right as I like to, um, mm-hmm. things things get a little wild. So all right, let's get to it. Games we did not pick Thursday night. I believe we had SMU at Tulane. Um, saw Tulane did it to him. Ran it up pretty good. 59-24, I believe, was the final. Didn't catch any of this. But shout out to Tulane, having a good year. Yeah. Um, I think UCF has clinched a berth, even though they lost this weekend to Navy. Weird. Um, you mentioned that, I believe, on the podcast, Jordan. Like, maybe? I don't know. Classic yeah, well, Gus on. I had considered it uh, for one of our pickers because I knew it would cause some consternation and some hemming and yeah. hawing. But uh, yeah. But instead, we all just went two and three with the normal games that we got. So, That's you know, right. no, no worries. Um, Navy was over UCF, but I believe UCF's locked up a, a berth in the AAC championship game. I'm not sure who is vying for the other one. I have to think Tulane still is because I think they only have one loss still. Yeah, but, that sounds right. Good story there. Um, Has Tulane's coach about- received any, any uh, smoke lately? Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. I believe... I've seen him tied to some, like he might be one of those guys who moves <clears throat> if a job comes open. If a like, not currently know. open job comes yes. open. Like yeah. let's say Ole Miss comes open. Which it sounds like it will be. Which is, it sounds like it might be coming open very soon in the next three to four days. Um, I, I, I think Willie Fritz could be a good, could be a good candidate there. Yeah. I mean, and he's he got an SEC football coach name. If anybody has one, Willie Fritz. I mean, come on. Yeah, that is that is five star recruiting name alone power. You would that, think on that desk placard. So, right. Um, anyhow, all right. Florida was at Vanderbilt. We talked weather. Um, this was this was a game hearkening back to the Will Muschamp era for Florida when it comes to hmm. bad loss that shouldn't have happened. Um, just a pretty flat performance by Florida, riddled with mistakes throughout. Richardson threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns in this game. Really weird. And you still lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are doing the thing online. People are saying uh, that um, I think you can make a pretty substantial case that Anthony Richardson at times is <clears throat> attempting to impress NFL scouts more than he is attempting to play winning football within the Do context the game plan. of – Yes. Yeah. And I didn't even know if it's a game plan thing. Cause I mean, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the coach is in on it too. and is, is helping trying to help him out a little bit, but there's a lot of, it would appear that Florida leaves a lot of yards on the field on quarterback keepers that don't turn into quarterback keepers. And it's especially frustrating when every other game Richardson goes for 80 yards and a touchdown on one of those. Yeah. So um, that's just curious. I mean, I don't know what to make of that. If he's getting first-round draft grades and he's going to get drafted, I can't fault a guy for wanting to get drafted. Um, that said, Florida was just a lot of penalties in this game. They dropped a punt into the end zone, and it got recovered by Vanderbilt for a touchdown. By the long snapper, um, right? Yes, I believe the long snapper made it down there, bare hands and all, uh, reached under the pile and got the ball for a touchdown. Um, there was a sort of a, a weird, broken, deflected interception that Richardson threw like in the mouth of the – of the of the goal of the end zone down there and uh gave up a short field score so um 
yeah, just you kind of made all the mistakes you couldn't make, uh, and then you look up and Florida's outgained Vanderbilt by. This is the, also maybe this is a Dan Mullen special. You know, Dan Mullen loved to stand up there and say that they out they outgained teams after like crushing defeats, but um, had a chance at the end of the game to throw it in the end zone and. Richardson throws the ball like 40 yards out of the back of the end zone, which is like a, a pretty difficult, pretty difficult look on the Hail Mary uh, to not give it anyone a chance. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. You could call it unlucky. You could call it poorly coached. You could call it a combination of all those things. Just did not look like Florida was prepared uh, to put as much mental effort into this game as they should have. And, you know, at the end of the day, still had a chance to win. So, I mean, it's Vanderbilt. It's disappointing. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a lot of, firsts for Vanderbilt get thrown on the ticker after that game first yeah win against Florida first win something something at home a lot of 1980s references being thrown about so I don't think they had beat Florida at home in 31 tries or uh, this was the 31st try um now, now Vanderbilt has beat Florida at least once in like recent memory um which is Difficult to say, but is what it is at this point. Um, I'm kind of with with Florida right now. I'm kind of in no one cares, keep recruiting mode. However, I would like to put a pin in. um, I think Billy Napier may be spreading himself just a smidge too thin, Mm. um, being the CEO, the personnel, like sort of the CEO personnel guy, detail master, and being the offensive coordinator, play caller, and being the quarterback coach. to me, that's a lot. Uh, Dan Mullen was doing. Agree. Dan Mullen was attempting to do all those things, and it wasn't going well for him. And he was not the CEO that Napier is. But I don't know that Napier is the play caller and quarterback developer that Mullen is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I trust Billy Napier got University of Louisiana at Lafayette to be a perennially perennially ranked program, right? right. I don't think that he's. Um, I don't think that he's an idiot and doesn't know how to, to build a program and to do some things. And I also don't think that he doesn't know how to probably take a hard look in the mirror at his own program and do a little self-scouting. Um, however, you know, you know how it goes when you have on-field coaching positions. Uh, you only have so many that you can allocate. And he's really married to this idea of having two offensive line coaches, yeah. um, which is fine when Rob Sale is one of them and he's also the co-offensive coordinator. But I don't know. I, I would, I would be interested if maybe we Florida needs to move to a, a more traditional um, offensive play caller that is not the head coach uh, situation and, and let maybe let Napier be uh, out of that. But this it's his program; he gets to call the shots. I just I, again, not saying that that neat is the change that has to happen, but um, based on what he kind of wants to do, it might be helpful. Yeah. Well, I wonder like. With this being his first SEC Florida Big Whistle season, like yeah. there may be some changes he's already pondering but aren't feasible to make middle of the season, or maybe he just needs like some time and some space to be a little removed from the grind of the season to take a look with fresh eyes and say, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, like, that is a thing I didn't even notice or I didn't even realize during the weekly grind and – and it becomes clear later on, or maybe not. Yeah. But I think I think the off season provides, hopefully, a better time for <clears throat> kind of more accurate uh, self scouting and reflection, like you mentioned. Yes. Yeah. I, I would agree with that, and I would also like I don't want to 
I don't want to always do this. Nick Saban's team lost to Louisiana Monroe in his first year, and and Kirby Smart's team lost to Vanderbilt in his first year. Those two things are true. Mm -hmm. They're completely different. Both those coaches cashed in top three recruiting classes the same season. Florida's not quite there yet. I don't know if they will get there, but um, is, you know, is recruiting well, but isn't necessarily recruiting. But I do think that we gave Georgia some grief for taking a few years to figure out their offensive staff, right? And then they kind of uh, they did a good job when they brought Munkin in. Yep. And um, he's been the perfect play caller for them. And I think that he might get a head coach job somewhere. And, you know, Georgia's going to have to go back to the drawing board there. So, you know, these are these are kind of things that, I mean, Kirby had to figure it out too. He didn't, even, he wasn't even head coach when he took over Georgia, right? Right. He was, a, he was just defensive coordinator. So, yeah, I think it's just hard not to be super reactive in these moments when you're kind of just embarrassed that you lost to Vanderbilt, right? Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you play that Vanderbilt game a hundred times, it would appear that Vanderbilt should only win seven of them. And mm-hmm. one of the, one of the, the die rolls that resulted in Vanderbilt winning was the one you got the, this weekend. So that's how it goes. All right. We'll keep it moving. Louisville put it to uh, North Carolina state university. Um, Without Malik Cunningham. Yeah. I, that was a surprise. I wonder, I didn't he had realize a he wasn't playing shoulder from what I saw. Hmm. Well, so I guess Satterfield's just saved his job. They're like all, they're they're good now. All of a sudden, this is just Maybe. how this is going. Like six weeks ago, it was decidedly not going well there. Yeah, and uh, good for them. Get it around. The Dukes of JMU took down Georgia State by two. You had some personal skin on that one, allegedly. I did. Uh, the line was nine out here. I am yeah. allowed to wager on Commonwealth school-involved events uh, because this is a free state, a freer state than Virginia, apparently. Um, Right. But uh, I teased it down to two, thankfully, and so that leg pushed. But, uh, yeah, from from the looks of the box score, it looks like if this was a true tale of two halves, uh, Georgia State, I think, put it on JMU pretty pretty healthily in the first half, and then uh, JMU came back did enough in the second. It looks like Georgia State maybe scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter and missed a two-point conversion, um, or they kicked two field goals. I don't know. They scored six mm-hmm. points in the fourth. That's what I do recall seeing. So, gotcha. go Dukes. Yeah, go Dukes. Uh, was that eight so they wins for the Dukes? We did this with Jason on the pod the other Seven day. Seven or eight. Good for them. Yeah. Seven or eight. They're, they're, uh, they're making it work. Um, Okay, we'll move in here. SEC at night. We had a couple weird ones. Um, Tennessee. Oof. Woof. Things things did not go well for Tennessee, and then things got worse for Tennessee yes. in this game. Um, Spencer Rattler, you know, a lot of people were alleging that Spencer Rattler was going to get – someone was going to get got by vintage Spencer Rattler this year. Um, fresh off a performance in which they scored zero offensive points against Florida – uh, South Carolina puts up 63 against Tennessee. Rattler has six touchdown passes. This was an absolute, just like a beatdown. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't watching this game, but I saw the first saw I, the first score I saw come across the ticker was 21-7 in the first quarter, and I yeah. thought, surely this won't, this won't stand. Surely right. Josh Heupel oh, will not allow this to stand, but it stood. <laughs> Yeah, Tennessee was really unable to get pressure. 
on Rattler, and he had a lot of time to throw. And the young man was cooking. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. He was, he was back there cooking. Jaheim Bell had a good. Um, South Carolina looked really good, and you know their defense was able to be disruptive. Um, unfortunately, Hendon Hooker goes down sort of a non-contact sort of shades of the Dennis Dixon injury yeah. from back in the day. Um, has a torn ACL. That's been confirmed. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, he was a kind of a, a feel-good story, um, you know, Hokie allegiances aside and stuff like, and Tennessee allegiances, frankly. Um, you know, I, I, it was kind of cool to watch Tennessee and watch him play this year, and, and he's been injured. So um, it is now officially Joe Milton time. Jordan, we are yeah. excited. We do celebrate Joe Milton time here. Um, Vanderbilt gets Tennessee with bowl eligibility on the line next week, this hmm. week, upcoming. Is this so, at Tennessee? I don't know. Hmm. Probably given an actually, no, I think game nonetheless. Yeah, it's an in-state game. Um, Tennessee's had some problems with Vandy of late too. A lot of teams are having problems with Vandy. You got to remember that Vandy's on the rise. Clark Lee's got the boys playing. Um, but yeah, this was just a, a really weird one. Um, I, I saw also South Carolina seven and zero in night games this year. So wow, talk about sandstorm. Yeah, yeah, sandstorm gets going. Um, Speaking of, I saw sand. a. Are you going to the message board? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm glad that we live parallel Twitter existences and just yeah. to get this. We, we must have the same algorithm. Um, but, yeah, I, there was a message board genius's post that, uh, you know, someone was alleging that <laughs> South Carolina had sanded their field to slow down Tennessee's wide receivers. Um, this is one of my favorite brands of posts as if, like, the sanding of the field doesn't not. slow everybody down. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's like so galaxy brain that it's just just dumb as hell. But um, love it, love to see that. This is like back in the day. The yeah, people used to allege that like Turner Ashby High School would grow their grass out extra long before they played, like before they welcomed the venerable Harrisonburg Blue Streaks to come play soccer on their freaking football field. Like, give me a break. I mean, it was like looking back on it, you took the bait. You needed, you know, you needed motivation. Yeah, coming with a chip on your shoulder. We, yeah, you kind of understand the Dabo Swinney manufacturer adversity, approach. right? I do, I do, and it's and it's Turner Ashby High School's grounds crew not letting <laughs> not letting me cook, but um, okay, keeping the SEC, Georgia, um, the Georgia Kentucky game every year remains one of the worst displays of American football. Than anyone I was has ever so seen. ready to bet the under here, and I thought, well. You know, this could also be mm-hmm. a Georgia just explodes and scores 48 points by themselves, and Will Levis throws right. a pick six or three, and we cash the over comfortably. So I stayed away. But, uh, yeah, it does feel like a game that – I feel like we've picked this game in a year or two past, and yeah. Georgia has struggled to find pay dirt uh, with some regularity. So it's mm-hmm. an interesting phenomenon in this matchup. Yeah, Georgia just this was like the the odd game too where it never I never really thought Georgia wasn't going to win for sure, like a million percent, but they also just weren't great, didn't need to be great. Never made it. Kentucky Kentucky's defense is excellent and every other aspect of their team is just so putrid. They had one drive that was they had a ninety nine yard touchdown drive in this game, which was weird. And then the rest of it was just terrible special teams, bad Will Levis, uh, you know, just a lot of farting around. So shout out to Georgia. Uh, the rich get richer there. 
Arkansas killed Ole Miss. Um, we picked this game. Don't forget. Oh, jeez. Why did I do this? Why, why am I so bad at this? All right. <laughs> You're just excited again to talk about the Hogs. I know. I, did, I, I did this. Did I do this? This is the same game I did it earlier yep. on. Yeah. All right. I'm just not used to picking Hogs games. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait to talk about it. I didn't watch any of it. Um, yeah. So I think that's all we got. Oh, there were some weird Big Ten results. Ohio State held on. Penn State yeah. held on. Michigan, Michigan also held on. Um, this was challenge Saturday. A lot of teams were challenged. Yeah, a lot of looking ahead to rivalry weekend. It it would right. seem. Yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee was the only one that really got got, but um, yeah, I I don't. I, I'm not going to talk about the game. We're talking about it in a minute. Jordan, take us to Pickville. Let's go to Pickville. Uh, we had five games as as Logan alluded to earlier. Uh, the three of us all found ourselves on two and three island at the end of Saturday night. So the standings uh, for this season have not shifted. Uh, all of our records got a little bit worse, though. Um, we started with TCU at Baylor. TCU, uh, they did it. They did win. They did not cover. Um, yeah. Probably in one of the most impre- impressive efficient operations of getting the field goal team out on the field for a buzzer beater um, that you can put on film. It was, I mean, they had plenty of time, and they started with like 16 seconds. It was yeah. wild. I mean, the kicker had a time. He didn't have a time to like go to the holder and take his steps yeah. back, but he found his spot, had a time to like breathe deep, mm-hmm. reset, and then ask for the snap and just nailed that sucker. It was 42-yard awesome. field goal. Yeah, that was really good. Back and forth game all around. Um, Dave Aranda, does he does his expression ever change? Yeah, it's kind of always like a salty, disappointed, or like just kind of a, a yeah semi scowling focused look. He he doesn't doesn't change much. Sonny Dykes is the opposite. A lot of teeth, a lot of teeth coming at you with Sonny Dykes. Yes. But um, yeah, TCU found, finds a way. You know, yet again. They keep getting away with this. You can say that, but they're really good, and yeah. they're a great story. Their record is, I mean, their resume is awesome. Yeah, you know, and so shout out to, shout out to them. But um, yeah, I, I here we go again with TCU. Just kind of curious, like how the college football playoff selection committee is going to weirdly treat them when they their strength of record is honestly like way better than Ohio State's or Michigan's, mm-hmm. and they never you know, fair or not, they don't really get talked about as having that impressive of a resume as those two teams. And, you know, maybe those two teams are more talented and maybe they are better and maybe they would be favored in Vegas, but, you know, it kind of bubbles to the surface. Like, well, what are we doing all this for? Right. right. They've done everything that's been asked of them. to this. <laughs> yes. Point, so one, one point wins. Um, but yeah. And, and I don't know, that's really cool. I mean, they clearly practice, the run the field goal team out, get ready to go. Uh, Dyke said that they've done it in 11 seconds at practice, which is yeah, hum- yeah. So I saw, I, well, the first thing I saw was a tweet by Jeff Schwartz, maybe former NFL offensive line turned yes. um, speculator, Twitter talking head, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> speculator. But uh, he said something to the effect of like, "This is so impressive because you practice this in camp and then you never do it again." until it's go time during the game and 
the TCU coaches in their press conference said, no, we do this every Thursday, and the situation is 12, but we do it with 11 because we want to introduce a little more stress or something to that effect. So, um, I mean, that's good it, coaching. It clearly paid off. Like, you, yeah. you practice that for one, maybe one game, and it when it came time to do it, everybody did exactly their job. There was no, like, no one guy didn't get set in time. It was right. crazy impressive for a and college was, I mean, special was, teams yeah. operation to do that. A 40-plus yard kick, too, not a guaranteed made distance kick right. either. So, I mean, it wasn't like Play they just baby had to run draw there. Off the right upright and, and just right. punched it. Brings into question maybe why they they went spike running play kick instead of running play spike kick. I mean, mm-hmm. they could have saved themselves a little bit of consternation there, but maybe that introduces um, like Baylor calling a timeout. Or I don't know what the timeout situation was for Baylor, but maybe you don't want to have icing situations and things like that. But yeah, really cool. Good for TCU. They march on. Really, at this point, I'm just really hoping that TCU is able to carry this into the playoff, even if they get sacrificed to Georgia or whatever happens. I'd like um, to see them wiggle their way into the 2-3 game. That would be great. Yeah. I would like that as well. I could see them against one of the the big the B1G boys. Because they could I feel like they could certainly beat Michigan. Yeah. I feel like they could. Michigan, well, Michigan to me, we can talk about Michigan briefly. They like are excellent and they never have a quarterback that appears to be any good at all. <laughs> Ever. Like they haven't it, well, it, it and that hasn't may become a bigger problem because uh the running back got hurt. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that we know a timetable or if he will be back this year, but um yeah, like having Blake Corum back there all year to just, you know, wash you of your cubing miscues, uh can, can create some peace of mind, can take right. the pressure off your back, and now you don't necessarily have that. Not that the other guys in the running back room aren't talented, but um, right, like I was no quorum special for sure. Yeah, and McCarthy is, ta- I mean, talented. Sort of looks he looks like a quarterback, right? You know, he's tall, he's white, yeah. um, steps into the throws, but he just doesn't really seem like. I, I just don't think JJ McCarthy is going to go win a football game. Um, exactly. Whereas I like definitely think CJ Stroud can, and I like Duggan too. You know, I think yeah. clear advantage there, both those teams. So. Um, all well, right. Duggan to his like his advantage is that he's had to do some of that winning football games with his yes. play to this point. So he's accustomed right. to being in those situations. I don't think JJ McCarthy has yet this year. Correct. I'd agree. All right. So I'm comfortable fading Michigan. Uh, maybe here on out. Big big game next week. This yeah. week. The game. Whatever week. People the game. Said. True. True. Uh, speaking of games, uh, we also picked uh, a game near and dear to Logan's heart. This is Jeez. Ole Miss at Arkansas. I, I will come clean if we are if we are uh, confessing our sins and our bad takes. I included Ole Miss uh, plus five and a half in in an evening teaser. Um, felt like they. Well, I mean, I picked them to win when we made these picks, but uh, right. it was never really close. They somehow gained over 700 yards in this game and only put up 23 or 27 points. So uh, not 
not too inspiring of a performance there in the red area, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Ole Miss, little fraudy with their record. Also, there are some questions to be asked about what their best win is. It may be Kentucky. I think they played Kentucky. Um, they did I think they were a, a bit of a product of some nice scheduling on the first six, seven games of their season, and then got a beat down against Alabama and are probably still licking their wounds there. Um, defense has sort of fallen off. I thought their defense was playing all right at the beginning of the year. Their defense has fallen off and Zach Evans being hurt. Not helpful. They got cost. ran all over against Arkansas. I should yes, have seen that yeah. coming. That's on me. Did I you apologize. see Coach Sam Pittman after the game? No, nice I little, didn't. nice little sound nugget. So they, they were doing the. I think it was uh, our guy Cole, our guy Cole Kubelik. You know, huge Sam Pittman fan. As he, Cole Kubelik just only goes places where he knows offensive line coaches and former offensive line coaches. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing those guys get after it. Oh, just, for sure. Yeah. For sure, Cole. They, they asked, have to coach uh, aggression, like out of out of big guys. So yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no. So Cole is asking Coach Pittman what he's going to do, celebrate, and Pittman hits him with the. Uh, oh, I think I'm just going to go try to find me cold beer. <laughs> hits him with the <laughs> find yes. me cold beer, and and Cole essentially invited himself and. Coach Pittman was all into it as long as they were bringing the beers. It was great. It was just a, it was a very wholesome moment all around. It looked cold in Arkansas also. Side note, yeah, so. I would agree. There were some bundled up fellas on the Ole Miss sideline, and that should have been my first cue that I was in for some trouble. Right. Is it a lazy take to think that Lane's Lane's uh, brain was elsewhere during this Checked game? Out. Or did they just get whooped and sometimes you just both get whooped? could be true. Yeah, like, I would agree. I think... I think I'm assuming that now after having watched the game, seeing some of the tape, I am assuming that Lane was perhaps distracted. Um, if that is the case, I would I would argue that like they could have kept it close if they had 100% undivided Lane uh, all week. But it would appear perhaps. that they maybe did not. And I also think... Their defense maybe just got exposed a little bit because I don't know that yeah. they played as physical of a team uh, in the trenches, especially on the offensive side of the ball, as Arkansas has been. So, Correct. Yeah, and then I think they're banged up a little themselves, so when yeah. they had to start chasing the game, I don't think you want to get into a um, needing to pass uh, with this version of Ole Miss. Their, mm -hmm. their running game is schemed up really well, but if they can't, you know, kind of lean on you and get ahead of you. That's not going to go well, and they were not able to do that to Arkansas. Who, I mean, good for them. Their defense is their defense was you know definitely lacking, um, especially on the back end. But I guess, like we said, if they can play good defense uh, against the running game, you don't have to worry about being a little suspect on the back end. So good for them. Um, do we need to just since we're hinting at it so heavily, just discuss the lane thing real quick? There's been some reports from some blue check marks. On Twitter, I know yeah, that which that now mean like what it doesn't mean what meant. it once was. <laughs> exactly, um, but yeah, who are reporting that Ole Miss, I guess, head football coach Lane Kiffin will be stepping down on Friday to accept the Auburn job. So, um, so is he going to coach TBD, the Egg Bowl, or I, I would think the Egg Bowl is Friday. So okay, that would be a move and a half to to quit the day of the Egg Bowl. 
Um, he did post like, on Twitter this evening that he was reading up on some some of his Egg Bowl history, which no. is, he's he's an interesting guy. A real shyster. Um, well, because I remember when he was going to take the FAU job, like uh, Saban famously just like dismissed him from the college football playoff team, basically. Like he was not calling plays once that news kind of started trickling out. Um, so he's there is a precedent for him not finishing the campaign, if you will, before right. moving jobs. They're not necessarily by his own choosing, so we'll see. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, how do we? How do you like that? How do you like the fit? I mean, this is, I think he was the betting favorite to take the job, but yeah, I mean, I understand it, and I feel like it's probably if you're Auburn, like if he's going to say yes, you probably should. Like, yeah. I, I think it's going to be hard to extract like when the numbers come out of what they're going to be paying him, like at what point do you say, okay, we got a good return on our investment. Is it, we, we compete for the sec West every other year or so. Do we need to be winning the sec West for this to be a successful hire? Like, I mean, the price tag is gonna probably set some awfully high expectations. And I don't know that Mm -hmm. Auburn is a patient fan base or institution so well and i'm I don't excited know they, to watch it because yeah. i'm not like personally emotionally invested in it right right yeah this is definitely one of those things where like lane kiffin having just gone through a coach search like it's easy to say like i would love for lane kiffin to be the head coach of my team mm-hmm. because lane is fun he's a personality his teams usually play like attractive offense and stuff but the games like last weekend do get Lane Kiffin teams. You know, they just get run off run off the map occasionally yeah. by some teams. And, I mean, I don't know that his – you could maybe say that he had pretty much maxed out, like, what things were going to do at Ole Miss. Sure, maybe. But, I mean, what is that? Top – finished number two in the SEC West one time, maybe. Like, um, I don't even know if they sniffed that. So, yeah. And then if you're Auburn – like I said, if Kiffin's going to say yes, you probably got to go for it. I don't know who Auburn goes for otherwise that matches the expectations and the pay that they're probably going to be providing. So right. um, now I just I do think that there's a little bit of Lane always seems to be looking forward to his next job. Um, yeah. And that has been a, I mean, he is he's worked a lot of places, right? Mm-hmm. Back to. The NFL. I mean, the guy was a head coach of an NFL team, didn't go well, head coach of Tennessee, went fine, you know, left under the cover of darkness, did not go well at USC, you know, rehab program, Bama, FAU, that went well. Um, And he was able to, I think, kind of leave on good terms there. Ole Miss, you know, he's been kind of, it's always interesting when you hear him interviewed. Um, I don't think he loves living in Oxford, Mississippi. No, I don't yeah, think so. That's like one me. thing. Like, I say this having never visited either of Oxford or Auburn, Alabama. No, you're you're fine. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I yeah, I don't like. I too have picked up on the maybe um, uh, angstiness with his living situation. I don't know how much that improves by going to like 
I don't know how much of an upgrade over Oxford, Auburn, Alabama is. I, I agree with you there. So that's what's kind of curious. And I mean, he, I, I think the rumors were pretty true that he was heavily sniffing around NFL jobs last off season too. So I don't know if that necessarily goes away. Right. Um, certainly the money gets better. And if he was willing to move to Minnesota to coach an NFL team, he probably, right. you know, he probably isn't as married to, you know, lifestyle as he wants to be. Um, but yeah. Anyhow. Minneapolis I don't think Mike is, a, is an interesting place. I've, I've people who are from there. there. Yeah. People who are from there. Love it. Yeah. They'll tell you about it. Nice too. people up there too. Hmm. All right. Well, assuming this happens, we will let you know. Let's keep it moving, Jordan. All right. Uh, next game, we had Bedlam. Uh, I did tease this under, and it did hit, surprisingly. But uh, Old Miss made so that didn't matter. Um, talk about Bedlam. That first quarter. Oof, how, how, that about that, a... how about that flight in? <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was uh, that was all Oklahoma all over the place. Spencer Sanders threw a couple of interceptions, one kind of unlucky um, in the first. We were quarter. we were told during this game that Spencer Sanders had not practiced in five weeks. How yeah. were you able to play a game and not just go through practice? Yeah, they don't even tackle at practice. They haven't probably tackled at practice in five weeks at least, anyway. Unless you're right. Mario Cristobal and you're like trying to run people out of your program. This is just doing all ice Advil elevation all the time with his shoulder. If the elevation part is possible. Yeah. He just, he actually has been, they, they sent him to Utah. He just hangs out in Utah. He's, yeah. he's an elevation boy. He sure. ices while in a hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> he just walks around outside in Utah. But yeah, I mean, not much to say here. Oklahoma all over him. Um, Oklahoma State. I mean, I, I thought, I think we all sort of thought this line was kind of stinky and had seen good version of Oklahoma State this year and had seen very bad version of Oklahoma. So, yeah. Um, like, where has this Dylan Gabriel been for the last seven or eight weeks? Maybe he's finally kind of healthy. He was hurt himself okay. for a bit. So maybe he's, he's saving really it feeling it. Yeah. Trying to endure feeling himself it now to and, suitor nation. Yeah. Levy's, Levy's out there letting them, letting them sling it. So, I mean, um, they were running like, they ran that like weird long developing wheel where the guy just ends yeah. up running a go down the, the very tippy toe of the sideline. And he was open three or four times in the first half. Like Oklahoma right. State had no answer for that. Um, wild, wild times uh, abound. Um, but you know what they say, Bedlam, anything can happen. Oklahoma can win by a little, Oklahoma can win by a lot, Oklahoma can win by a medium amount but so shout out to brent venables for getting his first dub as the sooner big whistle that uh good good for him yeah absolutely uh actually you know what i think i messed up on scoring the picks um so i'm issuing a correction because usc beat the ucla bruins in our fourth game by three right. points, right, and the spread was two and a half. So Logan and Jason did win that game, and I lost it. Um, so Logan and Jason went three and two. I We're back. went one and four. Um, that's on me. <laughs> Apologies to the to the playoff committee. I'll do better okay. next week. Uh, but you know, Vegas. Am I right? Um, You're right. So yeah, this uh, this was actually kind of a fun 
fun game to watch in Vegas because there's a lot of like California uh, mm-hmm. adjacent, a lot of drive-in for the weekend, California bros and and their lady thangs uh, coming with them. And uh, yeah, a lot of like a lot of energy around this game in the bars, <laughs> in the sports books. Um, I thought UCLA looked really good uh, early on. Yes. Jumped out to a two score lead, had that for a bit. And then uh, I seem to have missed the part where Caleb Williams got got his groove back. And um, he got it back in a big way. Yeah. So he he was moving it. He was moving the football. Good for him. He, he like when he is on, he is things, so fun to watch. Yes. He does things at like extreme velocity. Like he runs, he's, he's a great athlete. He runs fast. He does the like, um, there was a throw he had where he was moving to his left. He's right handed and does the like, I mean, he looked like Roberto Alomar, like just sliding to his left and just dime, like right to the first baseman who was just a receiver. And the throw beats both DBs that were crashing on it there. And the guy turns around and gains 40 yards. I mean, it was just, it was an just absurd throw. Um, but yeah, he's got talent for days. Um, you would think that he is like, the modern incarnation of what you want in the NFL, to be honest. He's like, almost like he's larger Kyler Murray in some ways. Sure. Or like faster Pat Mahomes in like yeah. a weird way that he just kind of just like, he can step on it though yep. and make throws, which is, which is really impressive. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought USC was good. I mean, listen guys, not a lot of defense in this game. All right. We, this Correct. was not a standout defensive performance. Um, USC was able to get some turnovers of DTR in this game. DTR sort of does the thing where he loses the linebacker. I don't know if like the guy hides behind the ref or what's going on, but he loses that sort of underneath robber linebacker that sort of lurks and um, got him at least twice in this game. I think to be fair, Caleb Williams did that once at least once in this game. Yes, he he had he had one as well. Um, But those were really the only bright spots on defense in this game. A lot of guys open down the field and over the middle for everybody. But yeah, it sort of just seemed like UCLA. I mean, it was they 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 had the ball at the end and they had a chance to you know try to go, but it seemed like UCLA kind of got a, a little bit figured out on you know maybe what they could do or maybe they didn't want to uh, sort of let DTR have another crack at turning it over you know backbreaking turnover or something like that they you know they got a little bit weird at the end um, and I think USC probably could or should have scored another time to you know put this one away a little bit more but they did not so um yeah super fun game um both these teams are pretty good uh but yeah usc so i mean a lot of teams vying for playoff spots usc very much in the thick of it um yep. clemson back in the thick of it uh back. which which is back much from the, dead. the chagrin you know a good i think it was very helpful for all these teams we're talking about right now that tennessee lost oh we didn't even um, mention uh georgia tech upset the north carolina tar heels this week oh yeah right so nor- that helps out everybody too that north carolina's up out of there you know because they were going to be lurking around and people were going to start doing the like well why is no one talking about north carolina right it's like well here's why yeah but uh shout out to georgia tech Go, uh, go Ramblin' Wreck. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Miles. Mac Brown got beat by an interim coach. How about that? You hate to see it. Uh, final game of the evening, we had the Elevation Boys at Autzen Stadium to take on the Ducks. Homebo Knicks. He gutted it out just like we expected, anticipated he might. We being Jason and I. 
Um, I watched some of this in the second half, uh, especially. Shout out to me. I took uh, the Ducks money line at the end of the third quarter. Um, helped call back some of my, my earlier misgivings in the day uh, around town. But um, yeah, boy, they made it sweaty. That was a fun, fun fourth quarter to watch. Um, Bo Nix gave us the entire Bo Nix experience. Um, one drive in particular, he, he made just a really impressive throw rolling to his right, like put it outside the number where only his receiver was going to be able to catch it. And on the very next play, like very much stared down the longest throw on the field and did not put enough oomph into it and it got picked. Um, but they they won despite it all because Cam Rising was also down to give the ball away. So go Dice. Right. Yeah, Cam Rising got a little Bo Nix in him, it would appear. Um, does uh, Utah... Road Cam Rising the new Road Bo Nix? <laughs> yeah, people, people are asking. Say. Yeah, uh, Cam Rising... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a good comp. He he is good. Um, I just think I feel a little bit bad for Utah. I think they try to force the ball to Kincaid, that tight end. Like that's he had the only like one that thirteen they, catches that they ever want to throw to. And this is after their other good tight end got hurt and is missing for the rest of the season. So um, they're just they must be limited on outside threats at all. They have nobody that can really stretch the field. Shout out to them for sort of getting back in this game. It looked like Oregon was going to you know pull away. There at the beginning, um, Utah, tough as nails, always around um, in these games. But, uh, yeah, Oregon. Going to really be kicking themselves that they lost that game last week. They should yeah. have lost that. Because that, uh, they would be another one of these teams right in the thick of playoff conversation. To be honest, I, I kind of been liking this, uh, how this is going this year. You're going to have a lot of teams that are going to have a shot and things are going to settle themselves out here yeah. in the next couple weeks. One well, this this year especially feels like, man, what a year this would be for the eight team playoff, because you got several one loss teams who could could probably match up well with an undefeated TCU or a one loss Michigan that might find themselves in the final four, um, but we don't get to see that quite yet. So, uh, right, yeah. We'll see yeah, there, there's been a, a lot of scuttlebutt on online on here uh, about uh, I, I really dislike the take where like a team loses a game and everybody just draws the conclusion like, oh, this team lost a football game and you guys want to have 12 teams in the playoffs. Like, yeah. I don't understand why those two things have to be related. Right. Right. Like, I'll, I also, I guess, have a tough time. I don't want to do like extreme whataboutism here either but um you know people love the nfl and the nfl has a big playoff and people people love that and no one ever says that pat mahomes versus josh allen in the regular season isn't an awesome game right it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything right but as soon as it's like well if there was 12 teams in the playoff then none of the games that played this weekend meant anything it's like that's not true they, they, right. it's not that they don't mean anything it's college football like people, of course it means something it means something to the players it means something to the teams the coaches the fans like and it means something to their resumes as they go into the playoffs like i i, I struggle to think that this is going to take away all meaning there's so there's just so much like binary thinking in that line of reasoning yeah. to me it's really dumb and then okay so maybe it takes away some of the meaning but it, it shifts that meaning to the playoff games at the end of the year that you get more of now so right. 
you know, people want to just kind of about like people taking off uh, bowl games and things like that. Like, I mean, I'm watching bowl games all December long. I love watching college football, like college football Beat games. This is the, yeah, exactly. But but then at the same time, people are like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it just seems like the argument to me. Someone at some point said like, oh, college football has the best regular season, which it does, um, and therefore like we need to keep these ridiculously like tight uh selection like basically like yeah. we need to weird co- to committee yeah the regular committee based selection processes are like the best way to do this which is like not really true shouldn't be true can't be true yeah anyhow i'm, I'm kind once, of like ranting I, here i but. guarantee you these people once we get to eight teams you are going to be watching more kind of exotic matchups than you yeah. would have especially towards the end of the season because there are more playoff implications out there. Um, I think it would be fair to say that college football is maybe a little more cyclical in terms of how many like good teams there actually are in a given year. Like I think back to the playoff year where Michigan State was the fourth team in and absolutely got blown off the face of the earth by Alabama. Right. Like there were probably only two, maybe good, maybe three good teams that year. But I think this year you could argue that there there are six or eight who could could give each other a game on any given Saturday. So yeah, um, I mean to me that 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 adds to it. That doesn't take away from it. And right. I'm curious why there's like seems to be this camp of people that have a lot of like influence and sway that think that parity is going to take away from the playoff as, as if the only reason you play college football is to crown somehow a champion. S- crown a champion right yeah. yeah that's the thing it's like i mean if the champion's going to get crowned like we might as well at least have some fun and like introduce some variants along the way Let's right get weird. If, if georgia's right. going to be the best team then like why do we play any of the games yeah georgia's the best team i tell you right now they are so like we don't need to unless they play kentucky just, well true we should just pack it up like i mean i don't know it's just to me, it's a tired argument, and um, I think it's an unnecessarily restrictive system right now that I'm happy is kind of going away. But. Agreed. Yep. So those are picks. Congrats to Logan and Jason on the winning weeks. Uh, I have some work to do on rivalry right. weekend and forward. Exactly. Um, cool. Awesome. Uh, we talked about Lane Kiffin to likely Auburn, um, so that means Ole Miss may be coming open. Uh, we mentioned maybe Willie Fritz slides over there. Um, what about Jamie Chadwell? Would Jamie Chadwell look good in Oxford? I, think I wouldn't he hate could. that. I'd like that. Um, I I love Coastal Carolina's offense. It is very fun. So yes, um, it, it's like well put together too. Like uh, like uh, Florida State has had a good year and they've played really well recently. I still think sometimes their offense looks a little backyardish even if it is effective um Mm -hmm. and that's just me being kind of snob right like i i you know yeah if it works if it works and scores a bunch of points yes if it it works and scores a bunch of points then that's literally quite literally the point of the game so that's fine but um yeah so i i would be interested in that um it it seems that wisconsin may be they apparently posted their job on linkedin on on their website and I think by Wisconsin state law, public jobs like that have to be posted for at least seven days. So they may be angling to name a coach next weekend, which 
would point that it is likely to be Jim Leonard remaining on yeah. as the head coach, unless they have a big surprise in store for all of us. Um, just looking through here. Do you think that this guy from Georgia Tech has done a good enough job to hang on to that? I mean, beating UNC is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, they've they've won, they've run off like they've won what three or four games. Yeah, I he did not beat Virginia. I do remember he that. He did not beat Virginia. That was a we, that was a game that happened that, together. <laughs> yes, um, right. But they won the week before that. Um, I don't think they beat Miami. They were favored. Um, that's right. They've won two or two, they won the first game right after old, old Yoga Pants got fired. So I think you got to a take the temperature of the locker room there. Because I, I don't know this guy's background at all, but it would appear that they are playing spirited football for him. Um, and if you don't have, like, if you have a crystal clear vision of candidate A is who I want, then by all means go after him. But if you are on the fence, I think, it, especially as a Georgia Tech, it probably behooves you to stick with someone who is familiar knows the roster a little bit, has has experience already recruiting right. for this school and does not have to start laying a foundation. Kind of has some yeah. some wear and tear on him, so to speak. Sure. Yeah, I just don't know that like trying to completely revise totally new staff with totally new system and stuff is in the best interest of Georgia Tech, but I don't know. They might not be you know, as far off as we talk about them sometimes, right? I think sometimes we make it seem like there's some sort of a, you know, sisters of the poor program and, you know, it's, it's not that bad. Um, so uh, just looking through here to see if there's any others. Um, we did we did say that Bronco Mendenhall was maybe getting some shine for Colorado. I'm curious if, if that's going to happen. I know Bronco has been heavily involved with the UVA program past week couple weeks so yeah. um uh you know weird weird timing there with some of that so yeah. we'll stay posted there arizona state is still open i haven't heard a thing there um gotta think that nebraska probably gonna go with one of these you know matt C- campbell matt rule variants <laughs> yeah one of those midwestern guys maybe a i saw mark stoops signed a extension with kentucky that's right. So either either they're loading that up or he's uh, you know he's he's locked in. So um, yeah. Okay. Well, you got you got anything else you'd like to get off your chest? You're heading back to the East Coast tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We'll uh, we'll see if we take off on time. Uh, the big wild card is going to be: Does my car start after I return to it from <laughs> from nearly twelve days away? So. Lots of prayers. It did, it did not last time with less days away. Correct. Right. But I did this time uh, disconnect my dash cam from the oh. fuse panel. So that won't be <laughs> that won't be turning on for a certain amount of time. So we'll see. Gotcha. See how the battery does. But, okay. Uh, we'll keep us posted. I hope you get a jump if you need it. I hope I don't need it, to be honest, because I'm parked at a well, hotel I mean, I... right now, not the oh, airport okay. parking lot who has helpful people 24 7 to jump at you so we'll just call that guy up and see if he'll run over to the airport hey man yeah. can you bring the little cart i know you work at reagan but i am at a bwi uh hotel <laughs> could you bring that big large truck of you or yours over please and thank you 
Excellent. All right. Well, safe travels. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. It's been the Wheel Wrapped. Uh, we're at the Wheel Wrapped Podcast. Wheel Podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. You can go to thewheelwrapped.com. You can stream the show there. You can download the show from there, I believe. You can see the pics. Uh, back check Jordan shoddy math occasionally. That's right. When it needs to be done. Um, and you can always get the show from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, go Gators. Go. Who's? Canucks.